What the fuck is up, everyone? It's uh, welcome back to State of the Revolution, uh, the Michigan Progressive Podcast. Uh, it's me, Benjamin, uh, with us today. We've got uh, Alex Sahori, we've got Matthias Brimmer, and Joseph Hardy. Uh, what's today? Today is uh, Sunday, February 9th, and thanks for joining us this week. Uh, so we talked uh, we talked about this a little bit a few days ago on our Patreon episode, um, but I guess uh, the Iowa thing is kind of technically over now. Uh, just earlier today, uh, actually, just uh, <laughs> just like an like an hour or two ago. Hold on, but Ben, for a second, can you tell me when was the Iowa caucus? Was it last year? Sometime was it? <laughs> <laughs> when? <laughs> uh, believe it or not, it was uh, it was it was almost a week ago. Wow. Yeah, tomorrow <laughs> will mark a week. <laughs> God damn it. Um, the Iowa Democratic Party. Uh, officially allocated delegates based on the results of the caucus, uh, giving, uh, Mayor Pete, um, giving Mayor Pete 14 delegates and awarding 12 to Sanders. All right. Well, not so fast, rat fucks. <laughs> All right. Inch. Because Faiz Shakir has already came out and said that Bernie Sanders' campaign is going to call for a re-canvas of several precincts uh, in the Iowa caucus to the Democratic Party uh, in Iowa. So, yeah, well, uh, that means that this is going to be extended a little bit more, um, which I think everyone expected this. That Honestly, I think that, you know, even... Uh, if Amy Klobuchar is really serious about going to Super Tuesday, she needs to like recanvas. If Elizabeth Warren is really serious about going into Super Tuesday, she should also recanvas. Uh, well, maybe Warren well. Klobuchar. Uh, based on the delegates that were awarded today, Klobuchar got fucking one. She got one delegate. Yeah. Can Can you explain what a, uh, what a recanvas is? What What, what How's How is this different from a recount? A recount or... is uh done by the courts, whereas. A recanvas is a legal way to recount the votes without involving the courts. That's basically all it is. We might need to check on that. Um, but uh, I, I, I guess my main question here is like, if if we're gonna if we're doing this recanvas, ultimately, is it even gonna matter? Um, like probably probably not, right? I'm perfectly <laughs> I'm, I'm perfectly fine with like. Just fucking dropping it. Yeah, just moving on. Just moving on. Instead of wasting our time, like, arguing over the final results. Because, like, even with this, Buttigieg is only getting two more delegates than Sanders. Right. Which, in the end, is fucking negligible. I mean, if things go the way that we actually need them to go over, like, the next month, uh, those two delegates aren't going to matter. I, yeah. I agree. I agree, Ben. And I I just really think this takes time away from relitigating the 2016 election. Um, <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, listen. This is how Bernie Sanders can still win yeah. the 2016 primary. Uh, well, I'd like to welcome our special guest, H.A. Uh, Goodman. Uh, welcome, welcome, H.A. Goodman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, this transparency that the Bernie Sanders uh, campaign 2016 and, you know, uh, people at the uh, Unity Reform Commission at the Democratic Party really, like, fought for these type of new rules in caucuses. Um, and I think that it really just goes to show, like, that it might not have even been the Iowa Democratic Party's ineptitude or, like, you know, just malfeasance 
We don't know which is which quite Probably yet, exactly. a combination of both. Yeah, probably a combination of both, right. And and, and especially incompetence at malfeasance, in addition yeah. to them separately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I would wager that the incompetence far outweighs the malfeasance. Yeah. The, the Iowa caucus might have died as soon as these like new rules were put in, and that you could see the first alignment, the final alignment statewide for the first time. Never have been able to see that before. Oh, I didn't know you, that. You know, like, um, I think that, uh, you know, just, like, looking at what this delegate math has been, like, always in the past, it really casts a lot of doubt on, like, every single Iowa caucus there's ever been. <laughs> I mean, I, I've doubted every American election since ever, so, yeah, you know, that's just another, you know, just another issue that are I'm, you I'm saying, sure has, has been going on for a long time. Are you saying that you don't think that FDR got fairly elected four times in a row? <laughs> that sounds a little sus to me. I So, so in the wake of this, uh, you know, epic shit show that happened last week in Iowa, uh, Nevada, who was previously going to use the same app that Iowa used, uh, has said that they're not going to use that app. Uh, however, it looks like it was, uh, it was announced, uh, I think yesterday, uh, that, uh, they, uh, the, the Nevada state democratic party, uh, they, they've showcased a new caucus tool in, uh, in that's in air quotes, uh, to assist precinct chairs in tabulating results on the day of the caucuses. What are they pagers? No. So, so the state party insists, uh, that the, the new tool is not an app <laughs> like oh, the abandoned software created by, created by shadow, uh, the developer at the heart of the delayed it's Iowa not caucus app, results. It's a program. Exactly. Uh, I... chairs will receive, uh, iPads that will be disconnected from the internet and preloaded with the new tool. What? Uh, so the they're tool, using spyware. The tool. They're, they're, the loading, tool. they're loading a tool onto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it sounds like. They're they're loading spyware into the election. Yeah, it, <laughs> you, you know what? You know what? Those are usually called when it's you know something that when you, it's installed on an iPad. Yeah, uh, it's usually called an app. Yes. Yeah. Or or an application. Or an application, a software application, maybe. Perhaps. <laughs> uh don't like don't we know like the person who's in charge of this tool is like one of these same like was what on the pete campaign yeah, who's paying for the uh the, the ipad no, who's paying no, for the, who's the head tool here apparently like one of them like let me all right head application i'm going, I'm uh, going apparently, through my, apparently going through my timeline the, guys based on the article i'm reading the the party did not disclose the identity of the dev- of the developer behind the new tool. Oh, that it's sounds sh- super shady. But they did tell going. some of the attendees a team a team of security experts were working with the state party to roll out the new tool. It, it's Eric Prince. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Prince and Henry Kissinger. <laughs> Everything they everything they do just sounds so ominous now. Right? What, what is this? You know, security team. Are they just like? Is it just like a you know some app and there's like a CIA like sign and it's just like painted over very shoddily? <laughs> Shadow Inc. or Subterfuge Inc. or villains? Yeah, for right. villains. <laughs> 
I mean, like, a lot of people have made hay out of, like, uh, the whole, like, app in Iowa being called, being made by a company called Shadow. Like, what, <laughs> like, what kind of, what kind of bullshit is this? Like, yeah. it's like, the, the title of it is literally, it's a wink. Yeah, it yeah, is yeah. a wink. Like, you, you know what's going on. If you on. saw that in a movie, like, if Jason Bourne were to, come, like, right, a movie, right. movie were to come out with, like, a, a villain called Shadow Wink, you'd be like, the scriptwriters aren't even trying. Yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. I found it. Okay. So, um, breaking news from the state of uh, the revolution news desk. Um, so oh, the we have one of those now. <laughs> my uh, my dining room table. <laughs> the Nevada Democratic Party has just hired a paid Buttigieg organizer to be their voter protection director. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I heard about that. He is going to stand like, outside of polling booths like a. No, her, Tammy, her name is uh, Emily uh, Gold something. Emily okay, Goldman sorry. and Emily this Shadow. Is, I'm being a sexist, I, Bernie bro. Okay, I'm like okay. I wasn't really even that involved in 2016, but I've seen on Twitter like these people talking about how Troy Prince, who is the head of the Iowa Democratic Party right now, was using <laughs> words like protect. Like protect this win, this historic win for Hillary Clinton, um, in the Iowa caucuses in 2016. That's like the phrasing that he was using. And this is just like very reminiscent of that. Like the voter protection director. Like, hey, you know all of those like uh old white people who are afraid of socialism. You need to protect them. Those are the voters that they care about. That's yeah. like literally what's happening. Right it, now. Apparently, uh, after this person, uh was outed at like that after they were outed as like a budu judge staffer uh they went to their linkedin and scrubbed their their career history <laughs> yep exactly yeah the, the internet doesn't forget and what were you doing for these five years yeah. between we, we already got the screenshots time. yeah thanks this, to a cancel sam on twitter cancel sam uh archived all of it it's doing a great job online Getting it done for us all. Yeah, so um, I'm sure Nevada is going to go great and uh, will be much better than the 2016 caucus. I like to imagine that the voter protection director is someone that stands outside of the booth like a Tammany Hall thug uh, with a big club yeah. and <laughs> breaks your leg if you don't vote for the right person. Yeah, no, no, the voter protection. Like, no, this is actually uh, like, you know, um, trope that's been going on for a while uh jfk's uh dad literally like hired teamsters to like break people's legs so that they would vote for kennedy and that's, uh, that's, that's pretty gangster so those are some why, protectors right there that's why you can't trust the irish <laughs> <laughs> those catholic motherfuckers are suspicious as we need hell. to bring back anti-catholic bias <laughs> okay well um Let's let's move on uh, just just a little bit from uh, from uh, Iowa, Nevada. But uh, last night there was a Democratic debate. Uh, did you guys watch it? Yeah, I watched it. Sort, sort of. Yeah, we, we me, Matthias, Joe, we we sort of watched it. Mostly mostly drinking. Yeah, you know, <laughs> had an ex- ex- existential crisis because yeah. regardless because these are the best the country has to offer. So we're fucked either way, really. Yeah. This is <laughs> these the these best are the seven best people the country around. has to offer. <laughs> probably my we're fucked. Probably my favorite moment in the debate was I think it was in like the first few minutes after they got started, like. Uh, George Stephanopoulos uh, was like asking 
uh, was questioning uh, whether or not Bernie Sanders is electable with his uh, Democratic Socialist label. And like it got to a point where like he just he just flat out asked everyone on stage, like, uh, is anyone else concerned uh, about uh, Bernie being a Democratic Socialist and Trump using that against like like here? Here's your chance. Like anyone, anyone want to take a fucking shot at Sanders? Yeah, <laughs> Please, no, somebody do it. And it was kind of funny, right? Like none of their answers were really forceful. They they obviously did not want to like hit bernie sanders very hard they also did the same thing with that hillary clinton question i thought it was crazy how like um joe joe biden came over to hug mm. bernie sanders while amy klobuchar was like laughing at bernie's jokes and uh-huh. going like i like bernie just fine and uh yeah just basically you know, you know joe she Bi- fucking hates him <laughs> no she, she oh, hates like, everyone never but, throw a stapler at him on stage <laughs> but, but also we have, to, we have to like we can't for, keep on forgetting that um as as feckless you know as these people are you know they're not just ineffectual you know they're just super cowardly so if they if they if they see the birdies about to you know t- uh, about to take over like maybe there's a cabinet spot in it for me maybe i should mm. chill out <laughs> especially if you're not like in the direct you know especially the people who are like near the bottom you know um was it warren came in what third third yeah 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 um biden's probably not going to do it because basically anything that he does would be uh, a downward move for vice president um, but everyone I else, I think he should be vice president. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone besides Pete Buttigieg, is, I, I could see he's easily, um, <laughs> you know, uh, angling for a, a cabinet spot. Somewhere. Yeah, well, hopefully, uh, hardly any of those people would actually yeah. be in his cabinet. <laughs> I mean, I'm fine with uh, Buttigieg working in the White House um, kitchen. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Hiding underneath a chef's hat. Yeah. <laughs> no, but really though. Bernie Sanders' answer to that question was brilliant. You know, he went back to, um, you know, oh, Donald Trump's a liar. Who cares what he fucking says? Yeah. And, and everyone cheered. Like, literally everyone loves that when you say that. Uh-huh. Like, who cares what he says? I'm not going to give a shit what he says. I'm going to make, I mean, he's a fucking liar. Cheap and then, hate. And then you want to know what? Um, he also was like, yeah, he fucking loves socialism too, except it's socialism for the billionaires. How about we give you health care? Uh, you know, stuff like that. And it fucking, I think that resonates with voters. Um, we, I mean, I, I don't want to like talk too much about like polls and stuff, but like I've been looking at like the New Hampshire uh, averages and uh, it's, it appears that, you know, you know, 538 is saying this as well. It appears that there is a strong 5% gap between Pete Buttigieg and Bernie Sanders in New Hampshire. So that continues. That's good. If turnout's good. I I would expect that Bernie Sanders might make that grab a little greater. So hopefully, I think I I think Bernie I think Bernie's gonna win. I think Bernie's gonna win New oh, Hampshire. Oh yeah, I I mean I'm I'm certain he- Bernie's gonna win New Hampshire. Uh, the the my main concern is like by how much Buttigieg is gonna cut into his lead because yeah. like before before Iowa it looked like Bernie was gonna just absolutely dominate everyone right um and now it looks like he's still gonna come out on top but it's probably not gonna be as great of a lead as we were as we were expecting right yeah and he was on all the Sunday shows though like today. Just basically saying over and over and over does, again. Does this man sleep? I don't get up till like <laughs> no, right? At least noon on a Sunday. <laughs> no, he's he's on he's on the Sunday shows and he's like, yeah, guys, I got six thousand more votes in the realign or in, in the first alignment. I got two thousand five hundred more votes in the second alignment. 
I mean, what do you you call that a win, don't you? Yeah. And it's like we don't know how many national delegates there are left. There should be about the same between me and Pete, which is literally how like it should have been. I have no fucking clue what the Iowa Democratic Party is trying to pull here. I think they just really wanted to get Bernie Sanders to call a re-canvas just for the media. Uh, be, oh, Bernie Sanders is calling into question the election. That's like literally what they were trying to fucking get him to do. And, you know, he's doing the right thing. I hope that Elizabeth Warren and Amy Klobuchar will join in uh, some kind of solidarity and hating fucking Pete Buttigieg. Does anyone know when the uh, Indiana caucus is? I guess I could look it up. But Oh, their primary is... Um... Primary. Are they a Super Tuesday state or after? No. I think they're after. I think they might be because after us. Bernie, okay, cause he, or is it the same day? Because hear me out. Bernie is definitely going to win Vermont. He got like 90% of the vote or something um, in the in the, la, in the pri- last primary. He also won Indiana last time. Do you think Did he's... He? A, pretty sure he beat. Uh, I'm pretty sure he beat Hillary in, in Indiana. Can, can, we, can we check that? Yep, Bernie got 44. Sorry. Bernie got 44 delegates to Hillary's 39 hmm. in 2016. Okay. Well, so, uh, Indiana, my question is, uh, do you think that he, do you think that Bernie could steal Indiana away from, from Pete? That would be, that would be epic. <laughs> uh, fortunate enough for us though. Epic. Um, uh, Tuesday, uh, Indiana doesn't vote until May 5th. Oh, uh, so hopefully. Yeah. So they're not until yeah, like a couple a months time. after Super Tuesday. Well, yeah. hopefully Pete's gone by then. Yeah. But it would, in fact, be epic. Yeah, hopefully the after he loses the CIA, but the CIA just unplugs him and puts him in the... <laughs> well, you know. Puts him in the warehouse with the Ark of the Covenant. And, the, gray and, zone, yeah. the gray zone, for the first time today, actually did connect um, Pete Buttigieg with the CIA. Um, new reporting came out here. Um, here, like... It's loading right now. Uh, media darling Pete Buttigieg was in unit that worked with the CIA in Afghanistan. Um, while Buttigieg's campaign denies allegations that he was a CIA asset, military records reveal Mayor Pete was in a unit that worked with the spy agency in Afghanistan. So, yeah. Basically, um, all the uh, speculation seems like it's bearing out a little bit. I'm sure that, you know, this will be uh further reported on in the future but yeah it kind of seems like you know um i've been, I've been saying this for a little while now that it kind of seems like that dnc race um in uh was it 2014 or 2015 the the dnc race in 2015 versus keith ellison it was after no, the 2016 election 20, 20, right, 2017 2017 that dnc chair race in 2017 that's right yeah 2017 Post election donna brazil yeah yeah but uh, that that was kind of like a fucking dry run for this. I almost feel like against Keith Ellison. If I, honestly, if, if if we were to ever find out that Buttigieg is a CIA asset, it's probably not going to be until a long time from now. Um, but speaking of Pete Buttigieg uh, being terrible, uh, did you guys see uh, there was I can't remember what it's called. Uh, there was some event in New Hampshire like yesterday uh, that like all the all the candidates went and spoke at and. Uh, there were some people who were not happy with uh, what Buttigieg was saying. With a president this divisive, we cannot risk dividing Americans' future further, saying that you must either be for a revolution or you must be for the status quo.
<laughs> Music to my ears. I'm gonna jack off of that later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we have a rat problem, folks. <laughs> you heard a lot of people cheering, even though they were being qu- quite realistically publicly shamed for their cheers. They were being publicly shamed, and they're like, "Um, these people are being so unreasonable." Wall Street, Pete. Why would they say that? We have to beat Donald Trump and we need all the and we need all the help that we can get and we cannot we have to unify. We can't uh y- you know be so divisive, go all or nothing. I mean that's just not pragmatic. I'm I'm guessing these are the same conversations that uh-huh. like uh the royalty of France are having around 1787. <laughs> They're booing. <laughs> what why are they <laughs> They're being so unreasonable? <laughs> <laughs> you think they're angry now? Okay. <laughs> yeah, Pete sucks. Wall Street Pete sucks. I'm really, I'm really impressed. Okay, one thing I, I have to say about this is I'm really impressed with our uh, ability to come up with names for uh, <laughs> Mayor Cheat was trending. Yeah, Mayor Cheat. Yeah. The night of the <laughs> Wall Street Pete. Wall Street Man, Pete. Yeah, we had those. CIA those, those, Pete. Those are do, those are two good ones right Mayor, there. Mayo Pete. Mayo Pete. <laughs> Mayo Pete. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, uh, I'm really, really happy that we've gone from throwing snake emojis at Warren supporters to throwing. Uh, uh, rat emojis. Fucking <laughs> yeah. Apple coming through on the emoji game. <laughs> so, what is the emoji for Mike Bloomberg? Uh, I imagine it might be I don't know the the poop emoji. Poop. <laughs> 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 you thought we were gonna get more mature? <laughs> that, that probably would that that might stick. I was gonna say the Monopoly man. <laughs> I don't know. Is there is there a black man getting frisked emoji? Because yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. is there an emoji for like like targeting like Muslim people? <laughs> the cop emoji. Well, no, that was Kamala Harris. Shit. Yeah. You know, you know, Apple thought about it. Like, no. <laughs> well, you know, speaking of uh, of Michael Bloomberg, um, we just had a congress a congresswoman from Michigan. Uh, from Rochester Hills, uh, endorse him, uh, Representative Haley Stevens. Mini Mike. Yeah, she endorsed. Uh, she endorsed Mini Mike. I honestly, if 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 she really believes that, um, you know, Mike Bloomberg being at the top of her ticket, maybe you know, from Rochester Hills, maybe like you know that would work. You know, it's a pretty wealthy area, like mostly like a bunch of like. Almost all like the kids I uh, knew from around there in college were like all went to like Catholic schools or like something like that. They're they're future Bloomberg's, right? They're they're all you know. It's the it's the American aristocrat, uh, you know, aristocrats out there, right? So Haley Stevens uh, in her endorsement said, "Michigan needs an economic champion in the White House." A leader who stands up for working fam- okay. A leader who stands up for working families and can and can get an infrastructure deal done to unlock prosperity for all. Unlock it. Unlock it. Unlock He's that got the shit. Cheat codes, unlock guys. that shit, baby. He's got the cheat codes. <laughs> Premium I- episode of uh, the Mike Bloomberg Patreon. 
<laughs> she says, uh, I know Mike Bloomberg will help grow Michigan's manufacturing economy because I worked with him in the past to create advanced manufacturing jobs. I'm endorsing Mike Bloomberg for president because he has the experience to unite the country and defeat Donald Trump this fall. And I'm eager to work with him to tackle our toughest problems and strengthen the middle class, lower health care costs and fight climate change. Oof. Lots to unpack there. So... How many Democrats who are currently sitting in the Senate or the just in Congress have had a Bloomberg money um, philanthropically contributed towards their campaigns? Uh, I don't know the exact number, but I'm sure it's quite a fucking lot. Well, okay, yeah, baby. Well, um, here I actually do like have like a little bit of like fundraising stats on here, like uh. Do you guys have any idea who might be the highest fundraising elected official um, in the state? The Michigan? Yep. Um, that would be Rashida Tlaib. Oh. Uh, that would be um, obvious, actually. Yeah. 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 Um, at, I think, um, I'm not sure who's like uh, up between the two, Haley Stevens and um, uh, uh, Alyssa Slotkin are both pretty good fundraisers as well. Not as good as Rashida uh, Tlaib, though. But um, here's the thing, though. Here's why I believe that Haley Stevens and um, and Alyssa Slotkin should change their tune. This is the problem here. It's not going to be the top of the ticket. It's going to be the Senate candidate. It's going to be Gary Peters because he's in trouble. He is the only sitting senator in the Senate who has raised less money than his opponent. Gary Peters is so fucked coming up and, and if, yeah because he's going against the helicopter man yeah so you want to know what like the honestly honestly mm -hmm. you want to know what like you need you guys need like the democrats need turnout if they want to get that senator to stay like uh a democrat they need to get like huge turnout in democratic and, districts and no one primaried peters huh? is, he, is he going this year 2020 no one is primaried peters. no one's primarying him now oh that that seat's falling yeah, he's, well, he's running against John James, who, yeah. uh, you know, lost ran to Debbie in 2018, but he came a lot closer than people than people expected him to. He's mm -hmm. a he's a black Republican, which a lot, I, is I, a fucking just anomaly. Yeah. A lot of the people who voted for Haley Stevens probably also voted for John James, believe it or not. I guarantee I'll it. definitely believe it. Definitely believe it. So honestly, like um, if you it really uh, Haley. You know, if 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 that's really your political calculus to really fuck up the entire Democratic Party in your state, like go the fuck ahead. But like a Mike <laughs> Bloomberg top of the ticket probably might benefit you. I don't know. Probably won't. Um, I think that you probably need the most anti-Trump candidate. You need, probably need the candidate who's going to debate Trump the best, who's going to really uh, make Trump as unpopular as he can be. And I think that's a Bernie Sanders presidency. If you want to keep your seat, you need to make Donald Trump super unpopular and bernie sanders that like is the only candidate who can do that so mike bloomberg debating donald trump would be fucking hilarious it would be such a disaster i don't know if i mentioned this on the show before but i i think that donald trump like what i would like to see is for donald trump to you know not be president 
but for every person who wants to run for president to have to debate Donald Trump, <laughs> like, you know, it's like a rite of passage, cons yeah. like consulting the Oracle of Delphi. Um, and, uh, you know, if they get just horribly owned by Donald Trump and they can't run, you don't get to run. Know? Elizabeth Warren goes I'm like, oh, goofy Liz Warren running your mouth again. And it's like, oh, can't run. Sorry. That'd be pretty great. Amy, Amy Snow Woman Klobuchar. Is that what he called her? He called her a snow woman? Yeah, because she announced her campaign in a blizzard. Yeah. Yeah. That makes her sound like more badass, you know? <laughs> I mean, like, I'd like to see how your like, hair would fare in a blizzard. Like, he comes a snow woman, I'm thinking she's like a like a cocaine, like, <laughs> like an overlord, like a, like a cartoon. That's badass. Uh, do you guys yeah. think, do you, do you guys... I mean, there's a possibility that Donald Trump probably wouldn't even debate Bernie, um, but I feel like he probably would. I think so. I think Donald Trump probably thinks that he is like untouchable yeah. on the yeah. debate stage. So he would just be. And do you think he? Do you think that he would be on the uppers or the downers <laughs> on the debate stage? Oh, oh always the always the uppers. Yeah. Always snorting that Adderall. Well, yeah. I mean, in, like on the State of the Union, like I was hoping. All right, he's just gonna get acquitted. Like, let's see, like. Uh, crazy Trump, you know what I mean? Like, let's see, Upper Trump, but they definitely gave him some downers before that. Well, I'm going to well, be honest. I sense. think I think that it really has to do with whether or not he is going free form or if he's reading, you know, the statement. Because like right. when he's reading a statement or when he's reading like you know a written speech, like you can tell, and you can like tell when he like improvs a little bit, but it's pretty infrequent because he can't read. Right, right. <laughs> well, not well. Not not above like a fourth grade level. Right. Well, I, I I mean, the State of the Union is always done in front of a fucking teleprompter. Like, no one ever goes off the cuff for that shit. I, I, for once, I just want, like, just some aide to be a hero. Just pull a Ron Burgundy and <laughs> just, <laughs> just have him read a bunch of gibberish. You know how to do it. I would, I, you know, I would have actually watched more of the State of the Union if there had been no teleprompter. Donald Trump freestyling in front oh, of yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that would have been hilarious. That would absolutely. <laughs> I would Absol pay to watch yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Completely exonerated. Twice. Ch losers two times over, folks. <laughs> Look at this half sitting there sullenly. Let's stand up again. <laughs> it's honestly incredible that he, like, has, like, the mental capacity still to read the teleprompter and for two hours. And here's negative Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really? Is you. Oh, you mean our hero? She she ripped up she ripped up some paper. We're saved. Oh, uh, never fixed... mind. Epic Nancy. <laughs> Epic Nancy. Oh, Khaleesi. God. Yeah. For those for those who for those like who don't who don't subscribe to our Patreon yet, I our, our first friend. <laughs> yeah. Like our prairie uh, dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I I have already said how like mad I was about how Nancy Pelosi literally raced one uh raced uh Mike Pence. To clap for Juan Guaido, and then she did a fucking like, like a press address with him later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. She's like, I was very I happy. Hate. I, I'm just, I, I'm really just getting so just like exhausted with the, the liberal overreaction to like any small, inconsequential, like act of resistance. 
that Nancy Pelosi does. Like last year, it was the clapping. Yeah, which she admitted after was she was like, I was actually clapping. I just well, you <laughs> I know, was, Joe. <laughs> you know, Joe. That's just what she has to say. Uh-huh. <laughs> she, she said she she explicitly said that she supported Trump's. Uh, I forget the specific subject he was talking about she then, but did, that she supported that. She did the Khaleesi clap. <laughs> I would I would like to you know going off what you were talking about Joe it was I'd like, a literal clapback. I would like to refer to uh, Chairman Peter Dow uh, uh, from his Twitter account. Um, so why did uh, you give him a campaign speech in front of Congress? Why didn't you pass his signature bills? Why did you extend the Patriot Act? Why did you fail to impeach on child torture and monuments? Why did you fund ICE for him? Why did you pass his Space Force budget? Just like bodied why did you bodied f- why did by you found, why did you found isis nancy <laughs> i mean i mean she passes those pentagon budgets and cia budgets so yeah yeah it's like we, we wanted you to rip up the important stuff the stuff that actually not, not a speech i a speech that everyone's gonna throw out anyways no one no one keeps the State of the Union speeches, they go right in the fucking trash. All she did was do it on camera. <laughs> I, there was this Republican who was like, I I mean, the one good thing about it was, you know, like the Republicans losing it. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that I liked was this guy who was like, she has destroyed a historical document. Uh, I was like, bro, this is like... <laughs> A printout of a trans <laughs> of like a word document. It's not so, the original Declaration of Independence. Yeah, yeah. So like, I'm sure that we can get another one printed out on like some uh, like a, a nice eleven by seventeen for you. And uh, you know, you can't tell me that. You know, this, put it under Donald Trump's nose. He'll sign it. See, when I when I first um, like saw the the GIF trending on Twitter of her ripping up the speech, I thought she had done it during his speech or before the speech. But then I found out that I found out that she just did it after, which makes it even less powerful. <laughs> he, got, he got out everything that he needed to say, and then right at the time when all this all the printed speeches go in the trash, she ripped it up. Awesome. Yeah, exactly. No, I mean it's just like all performative. It's like meaningless. It doesn't yeah. it doesn't actually address the problems of the Trump administration. Just goes to show that, you know, this is an awful opposition and that they really don't care about democratic voters and they expect you to be happy about this and this this would be celebrated. That that's what they expect. That's how much contempt that they hold for the voters. That they think this is something that will be celebrated yeah and um i, I have a a list uh, on my twitter of just bad people with bad takes and I, whenever i see just a blue check mark that's just Am I on awful <laughs> <laughs> maybe you can be candidate as soon as i see as soon as i find your profile I'll let you know no but one of them that i have on there is the palmer report i don't know if you guys have heard, have heard of it but it's like it's like msnbc just like on steroids it's completely freaking awful and this guy posted the pelosi uh, tweet and he's like yeah, you know this is this shows this sh- this just shows that Pelosi is continuing to outsmart Trump at every turn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, ex- excuse me, that's like that's, she ripped up a piece of paper. That's pretty fucking galaxy brand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi passed his trade budget, passed the Space Force. Past funding for ICE, and then she totally outsmarted Trump when she tore the paper. Nancy it's all Pelosi. part of her master plan. 
Nancy Pelosi gangster checked Donald Trump. Oh my god. <laughs> Matthias, please expand on that if uh, we haven't already on the podcast. <laughs> that tweet? Where, or is that what you're talking about? Yeah. yeah. So there was this tweet where this woman said that Nancy Pelosi uh, gangster checked Donald Trump, as they say in LA. And I'm uh, from LA, guys. Yeah, and and this person was like, I'm from LA and I have never heard this. <laughs> heard and, and the original uh, woman responded, um, uh, this white woman who looks like a spokesperson for goop responds <laughs> uh what set you from homie <laughs> <laughs> oh shit so yeah i have been unable to stop thinking about that <laughs> And sadly, I, I won't be able to stop thinking about it either. I'm gonna, let me guess. So is this person supporting Elizabeth Warren for the presidency? I think she's probably going to write in Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> <laughs> Gangster check the country. Um, no, she's going to write in Hermione Granger. <laughs> uh, did you... Um, did you guys uh, see uh, Biden, Biden today uh, kind of insulted a voter who was asking him about his electability? Wait a second. Uh, uh, please, please, please play the clip. Okay. Uh, did, did he, like, uh, grab him by the throat and shake him or something? No, no, no. no. He didn't get physical, but oh. here, just check this out. Disappointing. So how do you explain the performance in Iowa, and why should the voters believe that you can win the national election? It's a good question. Number one, I was a Democratic caucus. You ever been to a caucus? No, you haven't. You're a lying dog-faced pony soldier. You said you were, but you're, you're, now you got to be honest. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? You're a lying dog-faced pony soldier. <laughs> what? I'm still wondering, what in the fuck is a pony soldier? I, I tried to Google. I Googled it, and it wasn't on the, fir it wasn't on the first Google page, so it must be inconsequential. <laughs> uh, you said you said that when you were looking it up, it's the name of a movie that came out like 1952 or yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, and the movie came out in 1952, but it's about like a pre-Confederate war, like oh my god, um, <laughs> like storyline. Yeah, very cool. Uh, well, okay, so so first, firstly, uh, call, calling the voter a liar—that's that's that's a bold move. Um, and then calling this woman dog-faced. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Okay, I'm voting for Joe Biden. <laughs> no, but okay. In all seriousness, uh, Joe though. Biden is going to steal the Bernie bro vote by being. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said the exact same thing. I didn't go that far. Thank you. Um. Anyways, uh, yeah. So, um, there he's he did this like before too. Uh, where I heard something else kind of similar, where uh, a voter was walking up to him, and he just went. <laughs> he just was like, uh, "If I haven't convinced you yet, I can't convince you." And she was like, "Well, he hasn't convinced me yet." She was just like walking up to go talk to him, and he she he she turns around because he was like. Hold up, hold up. He didn't like want to talk to her or something like that. He's like, if I haven't convinced you yet, I won't convince you. 
And she was just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I won't vote for you. Don't fucking worry. And Joe Biden turned and looked the camera directly in and said, and that goes for you too. <laughs> 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 you dog face pony soldiers. <laughs> you hear me, America? And then his aides restrained him. And You're a dog face like, lying pony soldier. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can we just imagine, just sit back and imagine if... Uh, Bernie Sanders had like called a female voter dog face like on stage. Like Yeah. <laughs> well you know, the thing is like all like all of the headlines yeah. around this around this happening was um, You're a three at best. Well like all of the headlines were saying uh Joe Biden jokingly uh yeah, says to yeah, a, calls that, a woman a, a lying dog lying dog face pony so Yeah, the Hill um, and the Hill and NBC News both had that exact wording, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like it, it didn't sound like much of a joke. <laughs> well, I mean I I don't know. To me it sounded it sounded like it had the cadence of a joke, but it's like if Bernie Sanders had said that to a voter. Do you think the word jokingly would have been in the headline? Definitely not. And honestly, like I'm pretty sure they're not even supposed to use words like that because you just can't know. You just can't be absolutely sure about intent. Yeah, well, the use of adverbs is just not usually advised. <laughs> you know, it's just it doesn't doesn't read well. You know, yeah. and yeah, you can't really assume that they're doing anything. You know, lovingly, like, 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 you could have easily just put lovingly calls her a dog face. Yeah. It have the exact same amount of like evidentiary basis. You know, Papa, Papa John lovingly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Papa John lovingly eats forty one pizzas. <laughs> That's exactly where I was going with that. Thank you. <laughs> uh, okay, well, be- before before we end the episode, uh, I got I got one more thing to show you guys this is um this is uh on on a panel on msnbc uh with um with chuck todd uh brain cells already dying i mean going back to this idea of you don't don't take money from billionaires i think the challenge with the democrats is that there's plenty of billionaires who are actually aligned with this whole proposal of what america should look like yeah i don't and i I don't i don't think it feels like he's alienating them right and i don't think that's actually effective because this it creates an there's not an American that wakes up every single morning that doesn't say, I'm going to get up in the morning to, so that I someday either can be rich or my kid can be rich. So this whole misalignment that the Democrats have against the... the, the aspiration. Uh, aspiration. Well, just, it, it doesn't feel well, productive. Well, can I just tell you... That. Aspir- yeah. No, he did. Right. This is what people forget about. Uh, I think Democrats blow this sometimes with particularly voters of color is not coming across as aspirational right. for personal wealth. Cory Booker and Tom Steyer have been the only two people on this debate stage, Michael Steele, who have who who sort of right. go, wait a minute, people want to make money. Right. Don't when, yeah. don't say they don't. And no. when you think of uh, when you think of billionaires in America, at least when I think of billionaires in America, I think of Bill Gates, I think of Jeff Bezos, I think of people who have well, made a huge. Yeah, but don't forget that. Donald Trump has <laughs> given billionaires a bad name. But they have, they've <laughs> made a fortune making our lives better. Right, but no, the problem is Donald I go, Trump. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go that far. Donald I think it's, Trump has given billionaires a really bad name, so I don't know. No, well, some I, I, would actually, some I would actually, don't. I would actually say that it came off with Mitt Romney. Right, people were trying to say that Mitt Romney was a, was a problem because he was rich. That wasn't the problem. He just didn't connect with people. And I think that we, what we have to be very careful is that creating unnecessary class war when we have plenty of people who actually hey, do contribute. Class warfare inside a primary is usually a problem. Yeah. Anyway, uh, BLM. Y'all, billionaire lives matter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like, was Chuck Todd, like, did he, did he lose a bet? And he was like, okay, we need to pack at least 
2,500 bad takes into, into three minutes. Can you do it? Billion, <laughs> billionaires are a minority that need to be protected under the Peoples with a Disability Act. And I love Chuck Todd. Ta- I love Chuck Todd talking about what uh, voters of color in our primary wants. Like, he has any fucking clue at all. Yeah. He's yeah. like, I was uh, just talking to Joy Ann Reed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, black, black people are saying yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, um, Bernie comes around. He's, you know, uh, like, what, what's the line he said? Uh, yeah, I want to, uh, black pe- uh, people, come, they want to make money too. Yeah, like, yeah. like, like raising the fucking minimum wage, maybe. Right, right. <laughs> or free health care. <laughs> voters of color want people who are aspirational. And if you're against billionaires, then you are anti aspiration. Sean <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Todd is imagining like a rap music video. He's like, black people like money. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, listen. I, I watched the Drake. I watched the Drake video, and they all had Ace of Spades champagne, and they were just tossing the money around the club. That's a black. That's what, that's, that's what you people want, like, right? That's what, that's, what you, that's what you like, right? Which is what Tom Steyer embodies is the energy of a Drake video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Also, I, I like that like this panelist was like, um, yeah, uh, Mitt Romney didn't lose because he's rich. He lost because he's out of touch. Huh. I wonder, <laughs> I why, wonder, he, wonder why he was out of touch. It's because yeah. he wasn't richer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was out of touch for not being rich enough. That's that's why he didn't connect with black, with black voters. He had been more aspirational. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Tom Spire um, being aspirational for black voters, he was like... Uh, for sure going after like the black vote in like South Carolina. And did you guys hear like uh like that will you disavow Dick Harpoolian for was, saying those racist remarks? Did you guys see that in the debate? He was like no. Captain Ahab and Dick Harpootlian was the white whale. Yeah, no, he would not he would not disavow Dick Harpootlian. God, it was fucking hilarious. Yeah, but like <laughs> like there's there's so many gal- galaxy brain takes uh in that one. So, yeah, but people of color, you know, are anti-aspirational for not liking uh for not liking billionaires, okay? But also how many black people do you think Chuck Todd talks to, or <laughs> like people of color, like on a on a day to day basis? Like, can we, like can we be real? Can we be real? Where's he getting this information from? And like, it reminds yeah. me of like this broad city scene where like one character says to the other, you know, sometimes you're so Lana, sometimes you're so non racist. You're actually racist. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think about that a lot when I watch MSNBC. It's like <laughs> he doesn't like people who are obscenely rich. He's obviously anti black. <laughs> like, plus Chuck Todd ends ends this segment with like you know a class warfare in the in the democratic primary it's not good you know it's like well who says that who says that chuck where are you getting this from i'm pretty sure your stance is just that class warfare is bad yeah (laughs) or that uh working people actually standing them standing up for themselves and fighting against the rich in class warfare that's bad we don't like that yeah, I, I would like just for one person to describe to me what class warfare is that's on MSNBC because as far as I can tell, class warfare is just whenever a poor person like speaks up for themselves because they never.
never they never refer to you know refusing to raise the minimum wage as class warfare or you know raising the insulin prices class warfare or making healthcare for profit uh, class warfare or the the drug the drug war being class warfare. No, it's only whenever people decide to fight against those things mm-hmm. that's class warfare. Yeah, exactly. I just I like this whole segment could have been done with Chuck Todd just saying, "Hey everyone, uh, I got this boot here. We're just gonna pass it around. Just <laughs> take turns licking it." <laughs> you, you can nibble it. You can nibble it. You can nibble it. It's okay. It's okay. You can Bernie Sanders you and can have a little bit as a treat. <laughs> <laughs> Bernie Sanders and Andrew Yang both li- both said during the debates, "Nibble around the edges." Definitely referring to Mayor Pete. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're we're going to nibble around the edges of the Chuck Todd income bracket <laughs> with a guillotine. <laughs> well, according to Chris, Chris Matthews, that is a joke. Parody. According yes. to Chris Matthews, I mean, dude, he he said so on fucking msnbc oh yeah 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 <laughs> oh he was he was saying that he's like a, he's like if uh socialism had won in america then we'd be having uh public executions in central park or some shit and like i that. might be there yeah <laughs> i mean it's i'd like, be fine with it Chris. i don't know dude if socialism why did you wins, say this before you should have led with that you know <laughs> i definitely know who i'm voting for now my man you might be there <laughs> <laughs> i mean you, you put yourself on the list not us but, but i, I mean get, you but already I, said you volunteered <laughs> you volunteered yourself you're like i'm gonna be the one there guys but, but I, I, didn't get I, volunteer. <laughs> I volunteer i volunteer but, I mean, but i didn't get a ticket no we'll, we'll come get you it's okay <laughs> Actually, we're already inside the house. Trust me, you will be riding first class on a prison plane right right to the big Central Park. Uh, like the ball drop, but a guillotine. <laughs> For the big celebrities, you know. You know, the very big public celebrities like Chris Matthews. Yeah, there. I mean, probably what his audience famous is like. like the Kanye West of news. Am I right? <laughs> I bet his audience is like twenty five thousand people or something like that too. No, I swear that their numbers get pumped up. Um, I, this is my theory I have because those news channels are shown in like every hospital, and True. Like dentist office. That's like or, or courtrooms too. Like that's yeah. The, like it's just the thing you like throw on. Like how many actual like you throw on in the background? Well, in the they public, do that in the a lot with Fox place. News too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His <laughs> audience is largely empty rooms yeah basically (laughs) or people in the fucking er waiting room just like (laughs) holding their liver in their hands bleeding out like having to watch goddamn tucker carlson (laughs) talk about why immigrants can't come into america and they, and they they look at tucker carlson they're like you know what just let me bleed out. <laughs> just, just, just leave me here. Huge neck brace and Chris Matthews are like, you don't deserve healthcare. <laughs> but like 15 times louder. Yeah. A lot louder than that. God, he the way he talks is just so fucking goofy. I, I miss uh, when Daryl Hammond used to play Chris Matthews on SNL. It used to be the most hilarious <laughs> shit because it was just Daryl Hammond just fucking yelling at the camera. <laughs> One of my favorite like SNL impressions like all time. <laughs> I would love to hear um, uh, Chris Matthews and uh, uh, Louis Black just. <laughs> Dude, I need some earplugs. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
have, have a regular conversation <laughs> <laughs> well uh i think we're gonna wrap up here it's, uh, it's about gonna it's gonna do it for us this week uh real quick uh, anything about or relating to guillotines it was uh that was a parody a very funny it was all very very funny joke um hey, if you don't think it's funny you didn't get the joke look it up it's extremely funny <laughs> <laughs> that's that's correct um there's a very funny reference that you just didn't get <laughs> okay uh so just to, just to remind you all uh please make sure to subscribe to our show we're on apple Podcasts, uh spotify stitcher google play wherever else you get podcasts uh please make sure to rate and review us if you haven't done so already if you do that it will help more people find our show um, be sure to follow us on Facebook, uh, and Twitter. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at state of the revolution. You can follow us on Twitter at S O T R pod. Uh, we also got a Patreon, um, patreon.com slash Michigan progressive. Uh, you can give us some of your money and get some access to bonus content. Uh, but anyway, I think that's gonna, that's gonna do it for us this week. Uh, see you guys soon. Bye. See ya. Bye.